What's up, friend? Welcome to the Sober, Single, and Saved podcast. I am your host, Crystal Cuellar, and I am here to share my experience and expertise to help you live an alcohol-free lifestyle, prepare for your godly husband, and fulfill your God-given purpose. I'm so happy that you are here. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and let's dive right in. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about how to navigate an alcohol-free lifestyle when your spouse and when most of your friends around you are also drinkers, okay? When you are actually trying to be sober, right? So I want to share just a little bit of my take on this and also my experience and kind of a little bit of my story when it comes to this piece. So I have shared a lot with you guys as far as um, my background and my story, you know, obviously, you know, through sobriety, but also leaving that very toxic relationship of almost or over 10 years. And so during this time when I was going alcohol free, during this season where I was really starting to get serious about going alcohol-free, it was really tough because this person that was living with me was, you know, they were dealing with their own demons. They were dealing with their own addictions. And um, it wasn't the same as I was dealing with. And so not that that really makes that big of a difference, but it was really challenging. um, And it could feel very defeating and just kind of isolating too when I knew that they were active in their addiction and I was over here trying to be sober, right? So I was the only one of sober mind in in that space, right? And so that made it really tough. And for me, luckily it wasn't any, for me, like I said, it wasn't alcohol for them. So I didn't necessarily see um, the drug usage or, you know, the addiction like right in front of my face, but I knew it was going on and I know for a lot of you that are struggling when it comes to alcohol, maybe your spouse drinks. So maybe when they get home, you know, they crack open a beer and you're sitting there and you're just like, I'm trying not to drink and this is really tempting me. And now my cravings are coming or maybe you get really irritated or just annoyed. Right. And so I want you to know, like, while my situation in that specific sense wasn't necessarily the same, right? He wasn't coming home and like popping open a beer, even though sometimes that was the case. Um, it was more hidden, but I know in a sense how it feels wanting to be sober, wanting to do better, wanting to follow the Lord. And when your spouse, when your person, you know, that you want to do life with just isn't on that same path. Okay. So I want to talk about some, you know, just a couple of practical things that you can do. And also I want to talk about you know, the feelings that you may be getting when it comes to going alcohol free and when others are drinking around you, right? Because I know that anger can set in. I know that you can feel really annoyed. I know that you can even start settling in resentment when it comes to um, you being on your alcohol free journey and you knowing that your spouse or your friends around you just aren't on that journey. Okay. And so I just want you to know that I've, I've been there and literally I did this for years where I was trying to go alcohol free and, um, you know, my boyfriend at the time just, you know, he was kind of back and forth in and out of it. And so I know how that feels and I know how that is a really big challenge when it is in the home. Okay. So stepping into a couple of practical things that you can do is number one is you want to get clear on why you are even wanting to go alcohol free. 
Okay, you have to be really clear on why you are doing this. And so us as believers, right, most likely one of the reasons why you are doing this is because you know that the Lord has already told you multiple times that this is just not the life that he has for you, that um, he has bigger and better things for you, that this does not fit into your purpose, Um Also, for a lot of you, it may be affecting your mental health, right? So maybe you are starting to notice that when you drink, you really get heightened anxiety the next day. You find yourself feeling just the hangover blues, right? That depression, you're overeating the next day. You're trying to really just, um, you know, nurse that hangover for a few days or however long that the hangover lasts for you. I know for me, towards the end of my quote unquote drinking career, I was having like a three-day hangovers and they were horrible and I had everything that I just explained right now. And so again, you want to get very clear on why you are even wanting to go alcohol-free. And I know that's not going to take you very long to figure out um, because essentially if you are listening to this message, uh, you already know this is something that the Lord has been telling you about. You already know that alcohol is hindering you in some way. So really just getting that clear on paper, or even just on your notes in your phone is really going to help you. Okay. So get really clear on why you're going to, um, why you're wanting to go alcohol free. And then, um, within the same point, I want to encourage you to stand firm in that reason and stand firm in what the Lord is actually speaking to you. Because so often we can let our feelings and our temptations and our cravings and what we're thinking get the best of us. And that is going to lead you back in the same cycle. And, um, that's just not where you want to be. Right. So. Again, the first practical tip that you want to do is get really clear on why you are wanting to go alcohol-free, then standing firm in that why and in those core values that you are trying to settle in. And then, um, and of course, like always adding the power of God and really, you know, talking to the Lord about this and really asking him, you know, why he wants you to do this and really just standing firm and just in what his word says, because we all know in his word, it says to be of sober mind, right? And so um, really just standing firm in in what you know that is best for you and standing firm in what the Lord has already told you. Okay. The second practical tip that I want to give you today is boundaries. Okay, you have to start setting boundaries. Now, for a lot of you, if you are anything like how I used to be, you are a huge people pleaser. That means you find it hard to say no. And in this instant, you're mostly finding it hard to say no to people when it comes to alcohol. You just find it find it hard to say no in general. And you don't really know like how to set those boundaries, right? And so I want to encourage you to start setting boundaries when it comes to you in, in your home. And again, I feel like I'm focusing more so right now on if you're living with somebody that is in addiction or that is um, still drinking, this is really going to help you and be one of the main keys that that's going to help you just continue to stand firm and continue to build that momentum in your alcohol-free journey and in your faith, okay? So when it comes to boundaries, they cannot be gray. There cannot be, there cannot be no, like there cannot be any gray areas in this. Okay. And so your boundaries can always change as you become more confident in being alcohol free. And as you just continue to go along this journey, but they cannot be gray. 
Okay, you cannot make a boundary and be like, well, but if this happens, then I'm going to allow myself to drink, right? If this, because there's always going to be a reason to drink, there's always going to be um, an excuse to drink. And so you really have to set a boundary and stand firm in that boundary, okay? What a boundary can look like in a sense if you are um, living with somebody that is still drinking or that is an addict, Um really simple thing that you can do is start removing the alcohol from the home. Now, again, I know if somebody is drinking in your home, that may not be a thing that you can do. But what you can do is you can talk to your spouse or talk to that person that's living with you and just let them know, hey, like I am actually trying to stop drinking. And so can we maybe move this alcohol somewhere where it's not just plain in sight, right? So maybe moving the alcohol from the main refrigerator to maybe a small little refrigerator in the garage or somewhere where it's not going to be like straight up in your face, right? That is a really simple boundary that you can set and, and it's, um, and it should be hopefully an easy conversation that you can have with your spouse or with that person that is living with you and just, um, and just really start there because you want to remove the, the the temptations and the and the unnecessary triggers right they're always gonna there's always gonna be temptations there's always going to be triggers right and so you have to learn how to adapt to those of course but you don't want to be adding different things in your life that are just unnecessary right so if you can remove the alcohol from your house do that if you can't because that person is still drinking just have a normal conversation and just be like hey this is what i'm doing and um just removing the alcohol from plain sight is going to be really helpful like it really just it really does not have to be complicated and i think so often when you know we think about going alcohol free we think that it has to be this really complicated thing and really that's my job like to help you really simplify sobriety simplify your alcohol free journey so it doesn't look like this big mountain and i can tell you from the clients that i've worked with and also going you know, uh, along my own journey is once you actually start living this alcohol-free lifestyle, yes, there are going to be challenges. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. But what I typically hear from my clients over and over again is, oh my gosh, I wish I should have started sooner. It's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Again, not to say that they don't have challenges or that I didn't have challenges, that I don't still have challenges, but it wasn't as big of a mountain as they thought it was going to be. And they actually started to find freedom within this alcohol-free journey, which is what you will find if you actually allow yourself to start stepping into this alcohol-free journey. Okay, so again, just to reiterate, number one, was to get clear on why you are going alcohol-free and stand firm in that. The second thing is to have boundaries, and these boundaries cannot be gray. They have to be set in stone. You can change your boundaries later on as you, you know, you can even adjust your boundaries, but just stand firm in them and make sure that they are a strong boundary and there's no gray areas, okay? Um, and again, I gave you an example of removing alcohol from the home or just removing it out of plain sight, okay? Um, the third practical tip that I encourage and that is really going to be a part of the glue that helps all of this stick together is getting accountability and mentorship of some kind. Okay, whether that's me as your mentor or somebody else, it doesn't matter, but really 
having somebody in your life that is going to hold you accountable to these boundaries that you are setting in your life. Okay. Especially if you are living with somebody that is addicted or that is still drinking and you know that that is a temptation for you, you know that that is triggering for you. You are absolutely going to need some kind of mentorship and accountability where you have somebody checking in on you, where you have somebody helping you walk walk through those temptations and walk through those live cravings that happen um, so you can continue to gain that confidence in being alcohol free, right? Again, you want to be, you know, you want to work smarter, not harder. And you want to make this as simple as possible. And you want to make this um, as easy as possible going on this journey. Again, it doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies, but there are things that you can set in stone that you can, that you can um, have set up where it can make it easier for you instead of you just doing all of this on your own and trying to figure it all out on your own. Because most likely if you are still struggling when it comes to binge drinking, when it comes to removing alcohol from your life, it's because you are trying to do it on your own and you're literally most likely doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different different result, which we all know that that is literally the definition of insanity. Okay. So allow some help, allow yourself to set those boundaries and know that when you start to set those boundaries, it's not always going to feel good. And you are going to feel bad, especially if you are a big people pleaser, you're going to feel bad for making those boundaries. um, And you're going to find yourself kind of wanting to pull away from those boundaries. And again, that's why mentorship and accountability is so, so important. Uh, In a second, after I touch on the last point, I'm going to share um, how I can help you when it comes to this mentorship and accountability that you may be looking for, or maybe that you realize that you actually need. And so I have two options for you guys that I'm going to share at the end of this message. So um, just stay with me so you can hear about that. Okay. So the last point that I want to talk about is when you are feeling this anger and annoyance and even just resentment. Okay. So I know when I first went on my alcohol free journey, I was, you know, first of all, that was at the beginning when I was really just like going back to church, I found Jesus. And it was just a really like, it was, it was like the best of both worlds, because it was really challenging. But it was also like, I was just full of joy and just so excited for, um, Jesus. And um, I just wanted people to find that freedom too. And I wanted people to realize that they didn't have to drink. And I wanted people to realize that Jesus is literally the way like Jesus is the way. And so I was just super excited. I would, I would get annoyed and I would get angry when people like didn't really see that or when people wouldn't want to follow my path too. Okay. And so I want you to know if that's something that you are feeling with your spouse or with your friends, you're just like, why don't you get it? Why aren't you following Jesus? Why aren't you wanting to go alcohol free with me? Right. Just know that's a normal thing to feel and know that I felt it too. But I want to kind of uh, dive into this a little deeper and kind of explain why you may be feeling this way and also give you um, some tips on this as well. So you are actually not building up that resentment and building up that anger um, and building up other just like... um, you know, things that you have to deal with and really allowing yourself to really be free and to have fun in this alcohol free journey and really just, um, you know, allowing yourself to have that freedom in Christ too. Okay. So one thing that I will say when it comes to that anger, annoyance and resentment is that again, you are normal, but a lot of the times when we are starting something new, especially when it comes to our alcohol free journey, we want people to naturally do that with us. Right. And so this can stem from a lot of things like codependency, things like that, which I'm not going to go fully into today, 
But a lot of the times we want that accountability and we want people to just do life with us, right? Which is totally normal because we're human beings. We want community. We want our spouse to be on board, you know, when we are going alcohol free, when we are following Jesus, but that doesn't always happen. Okay. And so with that being said, we want to remember that even though we are living with these people or surrounded by these people, or you're married to this person, right? And you are, I'm talking about, I guess, more of like a spouse um, example, you know, yes, you are one and you are living with each other and so forth. But at the end of the day, you have your own walk with God and he has his own walk with God. And then you have your own mission together, right? So there are going to be times where the Lord is going to be working on him with something and he's going to be working on something else totally different with you. Okay. I can't give you the answer why that is. There's many different factors. Some of the factors are, you know, you know, um, kind of where we are at with, with our hearts, right? How we are, are we really allowing God in the places that he wants to work on and heal? Right. And so it's, you have to allow your spouse and your friends to have that journey and allow them to go along that journey like you've been going along your journey, right? Maybe you are like in this space where you're just like, I'm just letting the Lord into every area of my life. I want him to help me with my alcohol-free journey. I'm just like on fire for Jesus. And that is like such an amazing space to be in. But don't expect others around you to be feeling the same way. Okay, because you may be letting the Lord in your heart wholeheartedly and they may just not. They may just be allowing allowing God here and there, like in their hearts and different areas of their lives. And that's okay because your life and their life are something totally different. You have your own traumas. They have their own traumas. There's there's just so many different factors there where we really have to allow ourselves to give these people grace, whether it's your spouse or your friends or whoever. Okay. Second thing that I will say is we want to make sure and be careful about pushing our convictions onto others, right? Just because you cannot have one drink, which there's nothing wrong with that. We all know at the end of the day, alcohol is poison. There's really no fruit from drinking. There's no health benefits from drinking. We know this, right? And even other people, a lot of people know this. We all know this, but Again, the Lord is working with you on this and you already know that you can't just have one. You know that you have an addictive personality. You know that you are using alcohol to cope in an unhealthy way. You know that you are using alcohol just um, at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to using it in an unhealthy way and not the way that the Lord um, really wants you to be be doing those things right with alcohol. And so um, he wants you to be in a space where you are just depending on him, where you are looking to him for comfort, you're looking to him for peace and so forth. And so a lot of you right now, which again, I've been there, you know, you kind of have alcohol on this pedestal. And so when you actually start realizing and working on, you know, living an alcohol free lifestyle, it can be easy to put those convictions on others, because we start seeing and feeling the freedom and bearing the fruit of actually starting to live that new lifestyle. Okay, but we want to be really careful not to push our convictions onto others. Because again, the Lord is working with you on this that other person or your spouse, he may not be working on that with them. There may be some other steps before that has to happen in order for them to get to a space that you are at. And even when they get to that space, it still may look very different from your journey. 
everybody has, um, there's going to be differences in everybody's journey. And while, you know, the core piece may look the same as far as like the goal, you know, to sobriety and to not drinking, there are just, we're all different. We're all different as I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So be very careful about pushing your convictions onto others. And even just from a, um, a perspective of really walking in our faith, there are going to be things that the Lord is going to tell you, Hey, this is not something I want you to do. And it could look healthy. It could look like, um, you know, it's okay for everybody else. And you're like, but Lord, like, why am I like, why, why can't I do this? Right. And in those times, we want to remember that the Lord knows best and he is telling us to do certain things or to let go of certain things because it's for our benefit, because he sees what we don't see. He sees the future. He knows how we're going to react. And he is telling us to remove alcohol. He's telling us and giving us these certain convictions about different things because it's for our own good. It's not because he wants you to be isolated. It's not because he doesn't want you to have fun. It's not because he's wants you to be in lack of anything. He wants to protect you. And so often we will let the enemy get in our heads where we will be in like this twisted, um, warped thinking where we actually think that bondage is freedom and freedom is bondage. And that is just not the case. And that's um, truly how the enemy works, right? He will try to have you think what God is doing is not good for you or that he's going to put you in lack or that he's just punishing you and so forth. And that is just not the case. And that is a lie from hell. Okay. So the Lord is going to give you different convictions around your life in your life where he's not going to give it to other people. And that is okay. You just need to follow your convictions and do the best you can with that. And essentially, stay in your own lane. Okay. Because what you may not realize, um, going back to, you know, maybe living with somebody that's addicted or living with somebody that is still drinking by you just following the Lord and you following your convictions and not trying to force other people to do what you are doing, just living your life in that way and being a good example, that is going to have a bigger impact on those around you than you think. There was, there has been so many people along my alcohol free journey that have reached out to me from high school and people that I just barely even spoke to in high school. And this was at the beginning of my journey. And, um, I would get all these messages saying like, oh my gosh, like I've been trying to stop drinking too. Like, you know, just all these different messages. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea by me just sharing my journey like how much of an impact it would actually be on people. And so that just goes to show that your actions, the way you live, the way that you portray Christ, right? Because that's our job too. We want to make sure that we are truly operating out of a space where we are asking ourselves, like, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus be pushing this person to stop drinking? Would Jesus be, you know, angry and have resentment towards this person? Or would he have forgiveness? Would he have grace? <clears throat> Would he have strong boundaries and would he just love them through the season that they are in? Now, with that being said, I don't mean to be a doormat. I don't, I'm not saying to be a doormat. I'm not saying to not have boundaries. I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying to allow these people the same grace and the same journey that the Lord um, is trying to give you, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and again, just remembering that the Lord is working on them in certain areas and, you know, there's going to be people around us that they're going to be, um, they're going to be free from certain things that maybe you're not, right? And again, that just goes to show that the Lord is working on you in a certain area for a reason. He's working on them in a certain area for a reason. And especially when it comes to marriage, you guys, like, um, you know, disclaimer, I'm not married, but, you know, I've, I've had my experience in, in relationships, but very toxic ones. But 
from being in, in so many toxic relationships, I know what's not of the Lord, right? And so the Lord's really showing me like what is of him and so forth. And I feel like what he's shown me when it comes to marriage and when it comes to relationships, um, well, marriage specifically is that, you know, you're going to be really strong in some things and they're going to be really weak in some things, right? And the Lord's constantly throughout your whole life, he's going to be molding you and refining you. And, you know, your strengths and their strengths are eventually going to come together for the purpose that you guys have together. Whatever that is, only the Lord knows and you can pray on that. But they don't always have to be, quote unquote, on your level. Now, again, I'm not saying in a sense where it's like, Maybe you're with somebody that's heavily addicted to some heavy drugs and it's just unsafe and I, and, and, you know, you're not married and you're choosing to stay anyways where, you know, it's unhealthy. You know, the Lord has told you to leave. I'm not saying to stay in that. Am I saying to still give them compassion and give them grace? Yes. But then going, going back to those boundaries, that may, that may be you removing yourself from that relationship so God can work on them. Um, he can work on you. And then maybe down the road, you guys can come together. I don't know. That's something that you have to speak to the Lord about. But bottom line, I'm just saying that, especially when it comes to marriage, and again, I'm not a professional on this. I'm not married. I'm just sharing what the Lord has shown me. And this is that you're going to have weak points. They're going to have weak points. And at the end of the day, like as long as you both are following the Lord and allowing the Lord to refine you and to work on you, it eventually is going to balance out and you're going to be able to come together and be in that unity um, that that marriage was designed to be in general, right? So um, any relationship is going to be really hard. And so you just have to allow yourself to have grace and compassion for that person where they're at. But again, even if you are married and y'all aren't seeing eye to eye on this alcohol piece, um, really pray on it and um, don't do your best at not pushing your convictions on them, Okay. So that is what I have for you guys today on this in this message. And so next, I just want to share a couple of ways that I can help you if you have resonated with this message or maybe you've been following me for a while, listening to podcasts, things like that, and you feel like I would be a good mentor for you in this area. There are two ways that I can help you. So the first way is um, my four-week program, Sober and Free. This is a new program uh, that I... I'm really excited about actually. So um, it is a four week program designed to help you navigate an alcohol free lifestyle, grow in your faith. And we're going to talk about different things like what I've talked about today. We are going to talk about temptations and triggers, how to handle them, how to navigate your emotions, being alcohol free, how to navigate social settings, being alcohol free. Um, and then also within this four week program, this is a group program. Right now, I do have the program um, pretty small. So I know last group, we had about four people. Um, this time, we may have about 10 people. And the reason why I have it um, so small is because I do want you to, yes, be in a group setting, but also I want to be able to, in a sense, um, keep tabs on you guys to see how you are doing. And so even though it, it is a group program, we're going to have things like... Um, weekly prayer calls where we can gather together on Zoom and um, pray together. You can share your prayer requests. And that's also going to be a time where you can ask any questions uh, regarding the lessons for the week, regarding your sobriety journey, anything that you need extra help on. Maybe it's boundaries like this. Uh, that is going to um, be an opportunity for you to get coaching in that group aspect. But again, like I said, right now, these are going to be very small groups. So you're in a group setting, but you're also getting that one-on-one -on -one coaching aspect as well, which I feel like is um, 
it can be really pivotal for you in that journey. Because like I said, mentorship and accountability is really part of the glue that keeps us all together. Okay, so um, sober and free four week program. Uh, the program is um, as far as the investment, it is two ninety seven or four weekly payments of I think I have it at eighty seven dollars. So um, this is definitely a lower end uh, program. And um, but like I said, you get the group aspect as well as a one on one aspect of coaching. And this last round that I ran went very well. And uh, my girls are doing amazing. And they've been alcohol free for almost three months. And it's just it's super cool. And it doesn't. And I want I want you to know, like, you know, maybe you've done sober challenges in the past. Like this is not like that. This is like literally a coaching program. And um, it's not designed for you to be perfect. Like I, I don't want you to think that you have to be perfect. If you start this journey, this is so you can, this is for the woman that needs momentum in your alcohol free journey, or maybe you're somebody that has been just wanting to kind of see what it looks like to maybe try out an alcohol free lifestyle, right? So that's, that's what it is for you. So there's no pressure. There's no um, perfection here. Um, you know, there's going to be times where you're going to make mistakes, or you're going to, you know, feel a certain way or whatever that may be. And that's where I come in as your coach. So that is the first way. And you can find um, this link. If you are listening on the podcast, you can find it in the show notes. And then if you are watching this live in the Facebook group, then I will put it in the comments. And that's where you can find more information on what's included, when it's going to start. We do kick off August the 1st. Um, But just if you want to kind of read it, I'll put that link there. Um, The second way that I can help you is through my 12-week one-on-one mentorship. This is a high level of accountability and support and um, where we are essentially like I'm like in your business, okay? We um, will be working through a private app called Telegram. That's where we will set a personalized accountability system for you where you will um, be able to have me there to help you through different cravings, temptations, also there to celebrate you when, you know, the days that you are sober and so forth. And so basically I'm just, it's going to kind of be like, like a mentor in your pocket type of deal. Okay. I'm available for you all throughout the week. And you also get trainings and a resource hub um, to help you, um, just gain even more knowledge on being alcohol free. And the resource hub is really helpful. So you can kind of dig into other things as you are continuing on this journey. And so the whole goal for both of these programs, and I will go ahead and put an application um, in the show notes uh, for the podcast, not the in the comments for um, the Facebook group on the application for that, because that this the one on one mentorship does require an application process. Um, the one-on-one mentorship does require an application just because it is a very high touch program. And I want to make sure that the people that do enroll in that are serious and um, that they are willing to really just be, this is going to need a lot of transparency, a lot of honesty. So we can really just break down any barriers that are hindering you from your walk with God and from your sobriety journey. Okay. So both of those things, if you are um, listening to the podcast, it is in the show notes. And if you're here on the Facebook live, I'll go ahead and put in the comments for um, the sober and free enrollment and also um, the application for the one-on-one mentorship. So those are two ways that I can help you right now. Uh, If you have any questions, please feel free to ask me. I'm an open book. I'm here to help you uh, along this journey. Um, And it is truly my goal for both of these programs just to help you navigate this alcohol-free lifestyle and for you to truly gain freedom because, you know, Jesus did not die on the cross for us to be walking around in bondage. He did it so we could... um, 
you know, have forgiveness for our sins, but also so we could be walking in freedom, even amidst the chaos of this life, even amidst, you know, this broken world and so forth. And um, so often we fall into these different things. We do these different idolatries uh, because we just want that quick fix and we just want to be healed and we just want to be free. But, but you will never find that in things of this world. You will never find that in alcohol. And so um, if you want to feel confident living an alcohol-free lifestyle, if you truly want to start walking in freedom with Christ, if you want to just really start finding yourself, right? And we find ourselves when we find Jesus, when we get to know Jesus. That is something that I hear all the time is like, you know, find your purpose, find yourself. You're not going to find that with alcohol. You're gonna, not going to find that with any other thing of this world, you will find it within Jesus. And so if that is something that you want and you are tired of repeating the same cycle over and over again, you're tired of the hangover cycle, you're tired of trying to do it on your own. I want to encourage you to really, um, just try out one of these options that I shared with you. And I just, I know they're really going to help you. If you want to see any of, um, the testimonies that I have on Instagram, I have some highlights that um, go over just some results of my clients from the one-on-one -on -one mentorship and from Sober and Free. Uh, if you are in the Facebook group, I do have a pen testimony um, from Danielle and uh, that she shared just her experience through the mentorship and how it's really helped her along her journey and how it's really helped her in her faith as well. And again, I never want to come on here and make it seem like I am, you know, um, you know, the do all or end all or that I have all the answers, but I do know that I coach, you know, with the Lord's guidance, with the Holy Spirit's guidance. And so that is how I am successful in helping you get to that next level in your sobriety and in your faith and just really finding that freedom. It is all by the Holy Spirit and by God's guidance. And so just know that that is going to be a very big part of this journey together, whether you're working with me in sober and free or whether you're working with me in the one-on-one -on -one mentorship, that is a really big piece. And that is how, um, I'm going to help you as your coach, but also I'm going to need you to um, allow yourself to, um, you know, let God in as well and allow yourself to be transparent and to be open to change and so forth. So again, those links are going to be below. If you have any questions, just go ahead and just let me know. And um, that is the end of today's message. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon.